welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bantwort. This is the podcast where you're going to learn how to take control of your health and wellness through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Today, I'm with Danny, and we're going to be talking about a topic that's on the cutting edge of technology of personal health and fitness, which is the in-body scan. Now, for those of you who may not know, the body composition analyzer that we have is an in-body, and it uses bioelectrical impedance to evaluate and provide data about your muscle, body fat, and water. So it sounds fancy, um, but don't worry. <laughs> Danny and I are going to break it down for you, and we're going to discuss the benefits of it, how often you should get scanned, and what the data means, along with how it can keep you motivated by tracking these data points. Danny, how are you today? I'm doing great. Liquid Death, if you're listening, please sponsor us. It's <laughs> delicious. Yes, I agree. Uh, but no, let's get into this today. Does this sound good? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> let's get into this today. So we got the in-body scanner. Uh, this is used not just with us. Um, a lot of gyms and fitness facilities use this as long as doctor's offices. It's pretty accurate in terms of what we're looking at for you know muscle mass, body composition. Um, a lot of times when people do an in-body scan, the first thing they do is they, they just think it's a scale, right? They get right. on it and they're like, oh, it's a scale. I have one at home. But it's a little bit more than that in terms of what it helps us look for. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so one of the, like we'll just break it down for you. Like, there's a lot of different factors it prints out. It prints out a sheet for us. You also can put it on an app, right? And inside the sheet, it gives us a series of things to look at. The first thing we look at is your weight, right? It's good to see how much you weigh, uh, what you're coming in with, based with your height, age, and gender, mm-hmm. right? And then the first thing you're going to look at for yourself and for a coach or anything like that is your total body of water, right? Um, that's the first thing I look at personally because how much water are you intaking? Like this, the system's going to tell us, right? So think about the hydration that you use. So from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, how much water you're consuming, well, the, the system's going to let us know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it should be like a healthy individual should be about 60% of their body weight, should be right around there, which is a really high number for a lot of us, right? Yeah. Um, but that lets us know, like, how's your hydration levels? Why is that important, right? First off, you can't grow muscle dehydrated. It just doesn't work that way. You have to be hydrated for muscle mass, right? So for a muscle to grow, you got to be hydrated. Number two, for a muscle to recover, you need to be hydrated. It flushes, like, good hydration flushes out toxins and lactic acid. Now, I say that, that doesn't mean that you're never going to be sore, but your recovery factor is going to speed the process up, mm-hmm. right? And then the third one, it regulates your metabolism, right? So if I'm consistently hydrated, I'm going to feel hungry when I should feel hungry, and I'm going to feel full when I should feel full, right? A lot of times we get dehydrated, and when we're not very active people, so we're working on the computer, we're in a call, or something like that, uh, we might feel hungry because it's our body letting us know. Like we forgot to eat, we're dehydrated, when a lot of times we could just you know, have some water and be fine right there, right? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing we look at. The total body water actually gets broken down into interstellar and extrastellar, which you don't really need to know much of that, but it lets us know like how hydrated your muscles are and how hydrated your system is, right? So a lot of times, a lot of us pee a lot when we drink and we think, oh, we're good because I'm peeing consistently. But what happens is your body feeds the organs first. Think about the bladder, the kidneys, right? Those are its primary things. And then it feeds the muscle second. So we need to 
keep that hydration level up pretty good right there, okay? Next thing we're going to look at is it's going to give us your muscle, or it's going to give us your body fat index and your muscle mass index, right? So the first thing I generally look at with people is your body fat index, walking you guys through it. So it gave us a body fat percentage and a body fat in pounds, right? Like so, you know, you could be, you know, 40 pounds of body fat, right? And then that could put your body fat percentage at like 25%, okay? From there, what, what that does is, you know, the percentage gives us a range, right? If you're a male athlete in between the ages of 20 to 35, you want to be in the ballpark of like 20 Two percent, uh, twenty-two, twenty-three percent to thirty-two percent body fat, right? As mm-hmm. a health, I'm talking healthy, athletic individual. You know, if you want to be an athlete, like games athlete, you got to be less than that. But like, if you're just an average person who wants to work out, that's where our body fat range should be. Females is higher, right? So the same age range for a female athlete, they're going to be in like twenty-five to thirty-two percent for themselves, um, just because there's a lot of factors that go in there. They could be. You know, they could be moms, right? They could have childbirth. They're going to have different aspects than men will have. Hormones as well, too, right? For their percentage. Um, and then we'll break down the body fat mass, right? Like looking at pounds. So that's so we're going to look at the most right there. Right. And let's kind of dig into more. Like, let's kind of back up a little bit. Let's chat a bit about why it's important to know your body composition. And the most common approach to assessing fitness really has been traditionally stepping on a scale, like you said earlier, and we all know that doesn't tell the full story and your weight really is just a number, but body composition is what really is the most important thing. And I remember I had a client, uh, not too long ago that we'll just call her Sally. Um, but she came to me and she was like, I want to lose 20 pounds. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a, like something we can definitely work on. Didn't really care about muscle mass. Didn't care. She just cared about 20 pounds. Didn't matter what it was. And when we start working together, um, the thing was is that her weight ended up staying the same, but because we were doing in-body scans, she was, I was able to show her, I was like, hey, we are making progress, because one day she did come to me and she was disappointed. She's like, you know, I stepped on the scale this morning, I'm the same exact weight, you know, my clothes are fitting better, but I'm not losing weight. And I was, she's like, I'm looking better, but I'm not losing weight. And then we just, and then I had to kind of like reframe her mindset by showing her the embody scan and be like, Hey, you've actually put on five pounds of muscle and lost five pounds of body fat mass. And, and yeah, that's, that's like, and when I was able to reframe that for her, she was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And I had explained to her that muscle weighs more than fat. I was, I was explaining to her that body composition matters more than weight and that your overall health is actually improving because of this. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great point. A lot of times with people, right, they come in and they're focused on weight and only weight, right? They're like, I want to lose X amount of pounds because 10 years ago when I was in college, that's the weight I weighed, right? And it isn't necessarily a good gauge, right? So one of the things you should think about when you're looking at just your overall weight is like, think about your age too, right? Like mm, as you get older point. and you mature, like physically, you're going to naturally add muscle mass, actually like naturally add things to your body to where it's going to be like the, you know, what you weighed when you were 18 mm-hmm. is not what you're going to be able to weigh when you're 27, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just your body's matured in a certain way that it's, it's putting things where it needs to go. Exactly. So when people look just solely at weight, well, I just need to lose this much weight. It's like, okay, 
Well, we could actually make you a healthier individual by adding more muscle mass, getting rid of your body fat percentage, and maybe like only losing like one or two pounds, but you actually would be a more healthier person in terms of like your overall longevity right there. Right. Right. And I know we kind of got into some technicalities of like the, well, what's behind the scenes of the, of the embody scan, but what, ultimately what this tells us, it just tells us, you know, are we losing fat? Are we gaining muscle? Is the current diet regimen that we're on actually working or is the training program we're on actually working? And we're able to make adjustments much faster to those things when we have more data. If we look at just weight or we just look at just uh, measurements, it's not enough to tell the full story. Yeah. I mean, I would, one of the things I, I get this feedback a lot from people is like, I don't want to do an body scan. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. And my rebuttal to that is, then how are we supposed to know that things are working? Exactly. It's, it's easier to, like, we measure fitness in terms of benchmarks, right? How mm-hmm. much can you lift? How much can you, like, pull? How fast can you run? Right? And those are, like, quantitative numbers for you, right? Well, also, too, like, it takes a while to gain muscle. It takes a while to lose fat, right? So how do we know that you're on the right track and things are working? Because I can just be like, hey, I work out. So from day one, six weeks later, you actually could be getting stronger. But hey, are you hydrating? Because like maybe you're just not able to be consistent for three days a week, right? Because you're just so sore all the time. Maybe you're having aches and pains in your joints. Maybe you're having trouble sleeping. This could all be telling us like the body scan can let us know like, hey, listen, you're underhydrated. You're overhydrated. Hey, you're, your body fat's too high for the size you're at now. So we should right. focus on things like that exactly to improve your overall health, right? And it really helps reframe the long game because I think a lot of people look at the short term like they want to they want to just sweat really hard, be sore, yeah. and just track how many calories yeah. they burn, and then they see that as the ultimate metric is just the day to day. When really this helps you reframe to a longer mindset. It's like okay, I can look back yeah. and see my progress over the past six months. Okay, what was working then? What wasn't working then? And then now I can have a coach help me work through that. Well, I mean, like, yeah, you also could be making progress going forward, right? The fitness game is a game of chess. It's not a game of checkers. Everyone's mm-hmm. quick, fast moves when really it's a long play. You know, if you come in from doing zero physical activity and you walk into the door and you're like, I want to get in shape, I want to lose weight. Well, yeah, we have a mathematical formula for you to do it. But once you achieve that, how are you going to keep it off? What's, you know, what's going to make you not go back to those habits? What's making you not go back right. to that? So how can we keep you like, you know, you come in six weeks, you lose your weight, you get in shape, you have a good time. What's going to keep you motivated? What's going to keep you on the right path for the next six months, six years, right? So that you don't go back to where you came from, right? Mm-hmm. You don't put all the way back on. You don't get like the weakness back in there, right? Mm-hmm. So doing the body scans is a great way of tracking it in terms of what, like, you're looking for and what you're like keeping track of, right? It's easy to keep track of weights. It's easy to keep track of like times, right? It's really hard to keep track of numbers. And a lot of times like calories are the only thing that seem to matter to people, mm-hmm. right? When really the in-body scan can let us know like right away, we don't even need to track your calories. Hey, if I can get your hydration level up this high and I can get you on a protein, like get you focused on eating this much protein based on your body weight, you will naturally lose weight that way. I don't have to count your calories. I don't have to do anything else other than add those two factors in, which are easy two factors for you to focus mm-hmm. on, right? And we can get you going in the right track. And then after a month and a half, two months of that, then tracking your macros or tracking your calories or things like that becomes much easier in terms of where you're at mentally. Mm-hmm. Right, a lot of times we want we do too much too quick. Right, it's easy to lose weight, have a calorie deficit, 
I see this all the time on Instagram. Well, if it was so easy, we'd all be in there, right? Mm -hmm. It's really tough because we don't want to give up certain things. Also, a calorie is not the same, right? A calorie of protein is not the same as a calorie of fat, which is not the same as a calorie of carbohydrates, right? If you don't know, and then if you're dehydrated and you're not drinking enough water because you're trying to focus solely on eating, if you're not getting enough salt, right, then all of this is going to fall apart and it's really all for nothing. You did all right. this hard work for really for nothing because you're not tracking it either. Yeah, absolutely. Like tracking is so important. And even though the data may not be the most exciting thing in the world, it's definitely the thing that tells us the whole story and allows us to make decisions based off of that. Yeah. Let's go in. So we kind of went over like what the Embody Scan has. We kind of went over the benefits of it and why we do it. Let's go and talk more about how often should we get an Embody Scan. And the answer really depends. And I'll let Danny kind of dig into this a little bit more. But generally speaking, we want really a scan every 30 to 90 days. And every individual is going to be different. Um, And if you're actively working on a fitness goal or you have a medical condition that needs to be monitored, you might want to get more scans. And so why don't you kind of break this apart for me? Well, it depends. Like, what's your your all-right goal, right? If your goal is to like lose weight, right? And you go into a carb cycling challenge or you go into a a calorie restriction challenge or something like that, then maybe you want to do one every, you know, 10 to 14 days so that we can see that you're on the right track, right? If your goal is just a, hey, I want to feel good and just look at my maintenance, then every 30 to 45 days is probably the best ideal, right? If it's been more than 90 days, you probably want to get it redone, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I would say nine days is a pretty long time. Yeah, nine days is a pretty long time. I mean, I'd say within a calendar year, like let's just say you don't have any, like, you know, like I'll just take me and you for example, right? We're not trying to lose weight. We're not trying to get muscle. We'd love to, mm-hmm. right? There's times when, you know, we want to look better. I still scan. Yeah. But I mean, we I scan at least three to four times a year, mm-hmm. right? At, at least just to see that I'm on the right track, just to see where I'm at, right? Like mm-hmm. just to give me like a baseline. So I I kind of do that in my own like head i'm not working with like any specific goal other than like let me see where it's at now if i was you know hey i want to go compete right and i want to lose some weight and things like that then i would i would be very vigilant about like maybe every two weeks i would say two weeks is pretty good you don't want to do one i mean every week you could do one every week depending on where you're at problem with that is there's going to be fluctuations and you have to be understanding that there is fluctuations because not that the machine is broke, you're broke, right? Like, are you sleeping the same amount of hours every night? Are you right. drinking the same amount of water every night? You know, like a lot of times we're just like, well, I'm eating this and I'm doing this. Okay, well, what's your stress level like in life? Like, what's your, you know, um, sleep, is your sleep consistent every night? Or are you having a hard time, right? You know, are you having alcohol or not having alcohol, right? Like, there's all these factors that go in there that are external to the system. You don't consider those factors, Right. And then you retest every week. I watch this all the time. People test every week, but then they test at different times, different days, different, you know, before or after right. workouts. And I'm like, yeah, you're not getting a consistent baseline. So the yeah. baseline's always tore up right there. A- absolutely. And everyone, if you do find, you know, value in these discussions with fitness, nutrition, and mindset, I do have a small request. And please share this podcast with someone who you know who has a passion for these topics and they may be starting out in the fitness journey or maybe they're a seasoned pro looking for new insights. We learn better, grow faster, and reach our goals together. And please click the share button and inspire someone with the gift of knowledge and motivation. So, Danny, I love what you said about that. Let's kind of dig more into how to prepare for an accurate in-body scan because you were already kind of going into it, and so let's kind of continue that. Okay. So 
in order to ensure that we get the most accurate readings from the scan, what should we be doing? Well, you should poop first before you do the scan. Let's just start Absolutely. there. <laughs> no, I mean, so to get the most accurate scan possible, right, you, it should be a set day every week that you do it, whatever it may be, whatever works for your consistent schedule. So if it's a Friday morning, right, then it needs to be Friday morning around the same time. Okay, it doesn't be the exact same time, but if I do Friday morning at 7 a.m., well, I need to stick to around that Friday morning and keep the stimulus the same, right? If I eat breakfast before the scan, then I, I should keep that consistently or eat it after, right? Consistency is key for any kind of research, right? Any kind of time you, like, we're running a test on your body, right? If I was running a, t- like a scientific test in a laboratory, I would want all the things to be the same, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same as your, like, that's the mindset you should have. I want all the things to be the same. If I work out before I do all my scans, then I should stay with that. If I don't, then I should stay with that as well, right? Keep your keep it set all the way through, right? Number two, right? This is just goes back to it. You should do it before workout, not after workout, right? Even if you don't like the way it reads, you should do it before workout because it's actually the most accurate in terms of where you're going to be. Once I work yeah. out, I'm losing sweat, I'm yes. losing salt, I'm losing you know, different aspects of my body just because of whatever physical fitness I've done. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because there's plenty of people who I've scanned post-workout and it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. I don't love doing it post-workout because it's just not accurate. And then you have dips in the readings, right? And then they, like anytime you get, you're expecting to get a good reading and it doesn't go the way you thought it would go. It's very disheartening. First off, like it's just a mental crush where you go, man, maybe I suck at this. Maybe I'm not doing good. Yeah. And then you have to go back and, you know, look at it from a perspective of like, okay, what was the time? Like, what was the things, right? Like, how much water have you had? So you got to keep that stimulus the same again, right? You should always go to the bathroom before you take the... I know we joked about it earlier, but honestly, you should yeah, no, go to the bathroom. No, you do. You should go to the before, bathroom. Yeah. Before the test. Um, and then you want to like... This is one of the things where, I mean, this kind of goes... I've seen it go a couple of different ways, but you don't have to get naked to get on the scanner. So no. please stop. You know who you are, right? Hopefully they're listening to this, right? But, <laughs> you, you know, That's just you, a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to wear like nice fitting clothes. So like if I had a sweater on, I want to take the sweater off, right? Obviously we have our socks and shoes off. But you want to wear like don't wear overly heavy clothes as well too because that just throws off your your reading, right? Some people like to do it when they first start that way and then later on they like to take it off thinking it's going to like help out, but really it kind of misreads the sensors a little bit, right? Yeah. So we need that kind of stuff. But other than that, I think those are the big the big ones to think about as you get in there. you have any thoughts on that? Uh, my only thoughts are is that at least when I was getting scanned, I was getting scanned at one point about every two weeks. I was scanning myself, yeah. and this is when we were at the old gym, so yeah. I was able to do it more frequently because I was actually literally living there. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but uh, I, I would scan first thing in the morning, fasted and i wasn't even hydrated yet um yeah. so that was when i got my most accurate scans but i know not everyone can do that but yeah. that was definitely the best way to do it because it was like as pure as it could be but that's really the only thing i have to add yeah i mean that's a good i mean realistically if you could do it the closer you could do it from the time you wake up mm-hmm. would actually be the best time to do it because you know your system is yeah. resetting it's exactly you haven't had a meal yet. yet you haven't drank any water yet you know it's, but i mean at the end of the day, if like you work all morning and you only have the afternoons for you, that's fine too. Exactly. Just pre-workout, like do it before workout, do it at the same time, stick to it. It's not a big deal. 
right? And just be as accurate, as close to it as you can as we progress forward, right? Exactly. A, a scan in uh, 80% good conditions is better than no scan at all. Yeah. It's still better than what, I mean, at the end of the day, a scan is just there to give you data. It's just there to guide us in the right place, right? Yeah. It's not Don't the, get attached to the numbers too much. I think also that sometimes people can get discouraged. I, I kind of going back to what you're talking about with how people don't want to get scanned. I think a lot of people can get discouraged because they just don't want to see what's going on underneath the hood. And that's okay. That's 100% understandable. But also, it's also important to remember to not get attached to the numbers. I think people look at things like binary where it's like it's either good or it's bad. When it's really the reality is it's like, you know, it's just a continuum. It's like, okay, like just because you didn't have a good scan doesn't mean that you're completely off. It's like maybe you might, you're probably only like 10% off. So all we have to do is do something 10% different rather than an all or nothing mentality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I mean, I get this a lot from females, right? When they have their time of the month, it really throws off the scan a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you shouldn't get scanned. I mean, if you're sticking to what you're doing, it's just, it's going to be a, a variance based on, you know, your hormones. It's not like an in the world kind of deal, right? Right. And obviously you just got to talk them through it. So at the end of the day, just doing a scan is great for maintenance. It's a good guy, you know, like gauge to get us through you. Okay, when you get on the scanner, again, right? This kind of breaks it down. Look at the big three, right? Look, don't look at your weight necessarily. I know, like we love to look at our weight. Oh, did my weight go down? Did my weight go up? Honestly, who cares, right? Look at your hydration level. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it medium? Right? If it's medium, okay, then how can we get it good? Right. If it's good, how can we get it great? If it's bad, how do we get it up to good or medium? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's honestly going to be your first gauge. Second thing is, let's look at your body fat percentage. Right. In the in body scan, it gives us your body fat in pounds. It gives us your body fat percentage, and it gives us your versatile fat. Right. Which are three very key ingredients to look at. Right. How much body fat poundage do you have in your body? Right. It was actually it's actually more important than your body fat percentage. Percentage can be you know, skewed sometimes, right, based on water mm-hmm. intake, but the pounds can't, right? So if you're running at a good, healthy range, I mean, like, if you take your body weight, you know, and it's less than 40% is the pounds in body fat, then you're doing pretty well, mm-hmm. right? You're just in a rough gauge right there. Like, you're, you're, you're above the average American if you're right there, mm-hmm. right? Average Americans are pretty high in terms of body fat percentage. Just we're not a very active people right now, right? So look at that. First of all, fat is your stomach fat or the, the brown fat, the stuff around the intestines. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes from zero to 20, right? If you're in double digits, we should be very concerned, right? The higher that number is, the more susceptible to disease, cardiovascular health, things like that. So if we can get that below a 10, that's your first goal. If you're below a 10, like the average American is between seven and 10, okay? If you're in the average range, how low can we get you to seven, Right. That's what's going to be a big uh, effector on like your body, how you feel, how your body looks, right? Um, a lot of times we look at our stomach and we go, that's what I want to improve, but we don't understand how to improve it, Yeah, right? And it's like, okay, well, now we have this data where it's like, okay, you're losing weight, but your versatile fat is going up, right? Okay, something, is, so that tells us right away your dieting is not as accurate as you think it is. Exactly. It gives us a path to where we can actually change the problem and actually know what route to go, the best route to go. Because it's not always just piling on more workouts. It's not always right. changing your nutrition. That we, we need to figure that out based on this data rather than just looking at someone's body weight. Yeah. I mean, if you took your car to the, the shop, right, and you're like, hey, it makes this weird noise. 
right? And they weren't a diagnostic test on it, right? They would give you the whole diagnostic test. They'd be like, here's the whole sheet. And you're like, I have no idea how to read this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they go, okay, well, here's, you know, we think it's the rattles coming from a tire on the backside, whatever it is, right? And you're like, okay, cool. Just fix it, right? This is the same thing. Hey, I want to lose weight, but, you know, I, I tried, cal- I, I, I'm in a calorie deficit, right? And I'm still gaining weight. Okay, let's take a look at it. Oh, it's just reversal fat that's going up every every ten days or fourteen days, whatever it is, right? That tells us right away, like what's the quality of food that you're eating? What's what's happening? Like how can we like now we need to know that the quality of food that you're eating needs to be improved mm-hmm. versus just your calories, right? And then you got to really dive deep into the diet stuff. Yeah. Okay? If you flip it and you're like, okay, oh, reversal fat's really good. It's it's nice and low. It's healthy. You know, but your body fat percentage is still really high. Then we know, like overall, like it, what's your weight training look like? right? Mm-hmm. Are you doing enough weight training versus cardiovascular training, right? Because you could be a really good cardiovascular person, meaning a runner, right? Or cyclist or swimmer and still have high body fat percentage, right? Just because you're not training enough overall muscle mass. So right there, like that's the kind of stuff the coach is looking at to read it for you. That's why it's important to have a coach read it, A, because they need to give you the diagnosis to read out, right? Um, once we look at your body fat, like you, know, you have your muscle mass on there, Skeleton muscle mass, which is the most important type of muscle mass, right? Um, but it has your muscle mass. Like a healthy individual right away needs to be about 70% of their body weight needs to be skeleton muscle mass. Most of us are not, mm-hmm. right? But if you, like, so I actually make it a little bit simpler for you. Like if you can get to 50% of your body weight as a skeleton muscle mass, then you are doing amazing. Mm-hmm. That is really hard. So right then and there, like check your muscle mass. If your muscle mass is extremely low, right, then we know like right from the get-go, like, hey, we really need to get strength and resistance training involved in your life, right? Yep. But that's what's going to help you achieve your fitness goals faster, right? Right. If you just avoid it and you're like, well, I'll just avoid weightlifting because it's dangerous and I'll get hurt. I'll just do running and yoga and I'll just eat calorie deficit. You're probably not going to change your body composition at all, Right. We have a client a few years ago, right? She showed up and that was her mindset. She's like, I just want to lose weight, but I don't want to do weightlifting. It's too dangerous for me. I just want to, you know, do a couple things here and there. I want to do some running. I'll do my yoga and I'll watch my calories. Her muscle mass never changed, mm-hmm. right? She just never got her full composition like changed. And I'm like, you, you're doing, yeah, it's great. You know, you're basically putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound here. Like you're stopping the bleeding, but it's not changing the, the overall perception, right? Yeah. We need to get the factor in. And it's like once you have that data and you're able to read that data to somebody, then they can start to progress throughout yeah, each one, right? Absolutely. And let's go and wrap things up here with our last topic. Let's go and explore the most, probably the most interesting part of this all. And we kind of briefly covered this, but we didn't go into too much detail. It's about how an embody scan can actually keep you motivated. And let's face it, any fitness or health journey can be disheartening because progress feels very slow. And I think with the in-body scan is that kind of gives us a roadmap and it allows us to look backwards because I think a lot of people look at to where they want to be and then that's all they think about when they don't look backwards enough and see where, how far they've come. Yeah. I mean, yes. (laughs) How about that? Um, It just keeps you accountable. It's an accountability piece, right? Think, treat it like that. You know, like... I hate doing in-body scans. It's probably the most nerve-wracking thing for me. I hate it too. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. Mine's never good. I'm like, oh, this is not good, right? But it's an accountability piece, right? It shows you like what's not being worked, what's being ignored, and what's not happening. And Mm -hmm. like, how are we supposed to 
Like, how are you honestly supposed to fix anything if you don't track anything? Yeah. At the end of the day. If you don't know what the problem is, you can't fix it. Yeah. Like, it, so having it on there, it's just a great gauge. We also do get, I will say, we also get very focused on what things used to be and not realize that, hey, every year you get older. Mm-hmm. So every year things are not going to be the way they were at your peak prime years, right? You have to accept that and realize what that, okay, I'm getting older, so what's my new peak prime going to look like, right? And this is how we do it based on the gauge, right? If, if you're just stuck on like, well, when I was 23, I could run a 445 seconds, Cool. Well, now you're 43. I don't think that's coming back, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but we can get you something new, right? We can get you something more feasible for your where you're at, and then have this data to track into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what gets an important piece to throw out there for people. Yeah, absolutely. And in today's fast-paced world, it's you know, data is really what helps us. Just like how you said, it helps us keep us on track. And it's the account. I love what you said about the accountability, and that's why the in-body scan is you know, helps us at our gym because it takes a different approach to just health and fitness more than just burning calories, getting a good workout in. It allows us to track your entire journey and make sure that we can change things and customize it specifically for the individual. And by understanding what our body is composed of in terms of muscle, fat, and water, uh, we're able to tailor our lifestyles that can better help us achieve our fitness goals and also do that faster. It also is going to help us monitor our health. It's also going to help us ultimately live a longer, better life, um, and we'll have the data to back that up. Uh, if you're interested in getting a scan, we do offer a free scan. Uh, obviously, all our members get it for free. You guys can scan the QR code that's above the InBio machine at the gym. If you aren't a member, feel free to book a free intro with us. We'd love to give you a scan and kind of go over the results with you. You can head over to that at redwolfcrossfit.com. Danny, do you have any final thoughts on the InBody scan? Uh, no. I think we covered it all right there. That was awesome. I think the InBody scan is very important. You should use it as much as possible, and it's free. Usually if you go to a doctor's office or to like a pharmacy, they're going to charge you anywhere from $35 to $45 to do the scan. Good to know. I did not know that. So that's it for today's episode on the InBody Scan. Uh, I hope you found this informative. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and feel free to send us your questions there. Until next time, good luck. Have fun. Nailed Nailed it. it.